Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Good evening and thanks for joining us at 6 o'clock. I'm Julian Grace. This man, 23-year-old Tyrell Moore, is accused of killing a man on Glenwood Avenue in Raleigh. Now, this is the victim, 27-year-old David Millette. He was a general manager of Midwood Smokehouse. His family and friends are devastated. WRL's Carly Haynes joins us live now outside of that restaurant. And Carly, we understand they were closed yesterday. Yes, Julian closed yesterday as that was the day that Millette passed away from his injuries. Nearly six days after that assault, just a block away from the restaurant. And the co-manager says they are open again here today, but it is incredibly difficult to carry on business as they are still grieving. He said there was certainly a sense of relief knowing that the suspect was caught and there's no less sadness and pain than there was yesterday. Well, yesterday, Raleigh Police Department said they were looking at surveillance video and interviewing witnesses in an effort to find the suspect who they were eventually able to track down less than 24 hours after this was declared a murder investigation. 27-year-old Millette was his parents' only son. I can't even begin to fathom the amount of pain that they're, that they're feeling. David was all about like taking care of people and loving each other and doing things for perfect strangers. And Now, we were able to get a hold of court documents. They reveal that Moore will be making his first court appearance this coming Tuesday. He's currently being held at Wake County Jail. Julian. Oh, so many people hurting in that community. Carly Haynes reporting for us live tonight in Raleigh. Thank you. This is a live look now over Rodanthe out of the Outer Banks. We've seen a few people on the beach today on this Labor Day weekend. As you recall, Adalia swept through that area this week. And you can see the surf is still pretty active right now. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione joining us now. And Anthony, there's still a risk of rip currents out there. Yeah, we're going to keep that through the rest of this evening into tomorrow. High rip currents in some spots, and I'll talk about that map here in just a second. I want to get us outside, though, because it has been a beautiful start to this weekend. We're at 85 in Raleigh and Durham, 81 there in Rocky Mount. Humidity levels are comfortable. That starts to change a little bit here as we head into tomorrow and Labor Day. There's a look at what we're expecting. 92 tomorrow, we really start to heat back up into Labor Day at 96, 98 on Tuesday. Those days, Monday and Tuesday, will feel close to 100. So keep that in mind as you're headed out. Otherwise, there is that beautiful look. We could look at Carolina Beach right there. I'm sure very popular here this weekend, but there's a look at the rip current threat for us tonight. This is going to be very similar tomorrow. You can kind of see a mixture there, the red and the high, the yellow, the moderate. Be careful if you are headed into the water. Julian, we're going to go over those tropical systems that are responsible for this and show you that Labor Day forecast here in just a few minutes. All right. Thank you, Anthony. We appreciate you. Let's get now to some breaking news out of Chatham County. The Sheriff's Office needs your help identifying this woman they say drowned in Jordan Lake on Tuesday. This is a forensic sketch of the woman. Now investigators specifically point out the pearl necklace she was wearing as well as a pearl earring found near her body. They are investigating the case as a homicide. 
Durham police are investigating a deadly shooting. It happened near Mallard Avenue and Neville Street at around 1.30 this morning. When police got to the scene, they say officers found a man who had been shot. He was taken to the hospital, but he later died from his injuries. So far, no arrests. Rocky Mountain police are investigating a shooting that left a man dead early this morning. The call came in shortly before 1 a.m. at Long Avenue. However, police later received a call about a man lying on the sidewalk on Tessie Street. They responded and found a 39-year-old man dead at the second scene. Police have not released his name so far, and so far there have been no arrests. A serious crash in Raleigh sent two people to the hospital this morning. Emergency responders were called to Wake Forest Road and Six Forks Road just after 2.30 a.m. That's the scene right there. The breaking news tracker arrived at the scene to find a car nearly split in half. Both people in the car suffered serious injuries. Police say alcohol may have been a factor. Officials cut a high school game short in Alamance County last night because someone shined a laser onto the field. It happened during the second quarter of the Graham High School football game against Bartlett Yancey High School. Now, in North Carolina, it's illegal to shine a laser at someone's head or face deliberately. So far, police do not know who did it. As you know, they will be looking very closely the next time there's a home game there. Well, three days after Category 3 Hurricane Idalia hit Florida, President Biden is surveying the damage with the First Lady. Tina Kim reports much of the country he's visiting, or much of the county, I should say, he's visiting, doesn't have power. Labor Day weekend and President Biden is doing an important part of his job, disaster recovery, which he says is needed now more than ever due to the climate crisis. He toured western Florida, seeing by air and on foot what Hurricane Idalia left behind. Idalia made landfall as a Category 3, the strongest hurricane to strike Florida's Big Bend region since 1896. Damage estimates have soared as high as $20 billion. Now the storm has passed and you're dealing with what's left in its wake. And we're not going anywhere, the federal government. We're here to help the state as long as it takes. FEMA and the Small Business Administration are here to help residents. The president was expected to meet with storm survivors, federal workers, first responders, and toward the community of Live Oak. Biden, though, won't be meeting with Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, after previously telling reporters he would see the governor. This is Biden's first disaster response visit to Florida since DeSantis declared his run for the presidency. A spokesman for DeSantis said, quote, in these rural communities and so soon after impact, the security preparations alone that would go into setting up such a meeting would shut down ongoing recovery efforts. The head of FEMA said state officials agreed to the president's visit to Live Oak and there was no previous indication of disagreement with the governor's office. DeSantis did meet with Biden in 2021 when the Surfside condos collapsed and last year in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Tina Kim, WRAL News. One power cooperative in that area said it could take two weeks before power is restored for its customers. Former UN Ambassador and Energy Secretary Bill Richardson has died. He was 75. Richardson held both those positions under President Clinton. He briefly ran for president in 2008, but later endorsed Barack Obama over Hillary Clinton. Recently, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for negotiating the release of detained Americans, of including WNBA star Brittany Griner. Jimmy Buffett, the singer-songwriter who built himself a business empire, has died at the age of 76. 
The musician and entrepreneur made sharing his love of warm tropical places his life's work. Stephanie Elam looks back at his journey to Margaritaville and all the places in between. Wasted away again in Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett's laid-back songs captured the feel of lazy days in paradise. Some called his signature sound golf and western, a mix of country and Caribbean music. I love the Caribbean through a sort of a strange way. My grandfather was a sailing ship captain, and he sang the Calypso songs. So all this sort of amalgamation of material came in and came back out. And I learned to be a performer, and that gave me the vehicle to do it. Buffett was born Christmas Day, 1946, on the Gulf Coast in southern Mississippi and raised in the port city of Mobile, Alabama. He began his career making country music, but only really found his musical voice after moving to Key West in the 70s. Changes in latitude, changes in attitude, nothing remains quite the same. His time among the colorful characters there helped inspire his tropical style and eventually led to his landmark 1977 album, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, and its famous hit song, Margaritaville. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame. Now I think it could be my fault. But Buffett's greatest musical success was on the concert stage, not the charts. He made hundreds of millions of dollars touring over the decades, supported by his legion of die-hard fans known as Parrotheads. The audiences are so much fun for me to look at. I mean, they're as entertaining to me as I hope I am to them. His music may have been laid back, but Buffett brought so much energy to his life. He piloted airplanes, wrote best-selling books, raised funds for Democratic candidates, and amassed a fortune estimated at $1 billion through his Margaritaville lifestyle brand, which included restaurants, hotels, resorts, and casinos. Like his music, it was all geared toward capturing the magic of the tropical places Buffett loved best. From New Orleans to the Gulf Coast, uh, uh, down into St. Bart's and other places, I still can find magic in most of those places where people think there isn't any left. <laughs> his music was so soothing, and his impact will continue to be felt. All right, we have so much more to talk about. 14 years of festivities, 14 years of growth, we're talking about the African-American Cultural Arts Festival in Raleigh. And as the crowd swells every year, so too does the pride. Just ahead, the sights and sounds from the first day of the 2023 edition. Plus, tonight is the Clash of the Carolinas. Pat Welter and Chris Lee have a preview of the Tar Heels versus the Gamecocks ahead in sports. Take a look at the tower cam from Wake County right now. What a gorgeous, gorgeous afternoon and early evening. I hope you're out there enjoying it only after you finish watching us, of course. Well, welcome back. The Fayetteville Police Department partnered with Kia and Hyundai today to help prevent vehicle thefts. More than 250 owners of Kia or Hyundai 2013 to 2022 year models got a free system update to help keep their vehicle from being stolen. According to Kia, only 5% of all vehicles have received this important update. 
is back. The African American Cultural Arts Festival is in full swing in downtown Raleigh, and WRL's Laura Levine shows us the sights and sounds. The atmosphere here in downtown Raleigh is incredible. Organizers say the first time they brought this festival, they brought in about 15,000 people. That was 14 years ago. Now today, each year, it gets bigger and bigger, bringing people together from across the country. The beat of the drums, the dancing, and intricate clothing. The African American Cultural Festival opened with a procession that was sure to get everyone in the spirit. I love everything about African culture. Absolutely terrific. Uh, again, it's, it's great to see African Americans gathering for a good cause, and this is absolutely terrific. Lisa and Clarence Thomas are from Baltimore and stumbled upon the event while visiting Raleigh for the weekend. They felt the sense of pride walking from booth to booth. Why do you think it's important to have events like this? Man, uh, uh, history. You know, uh, 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 we need to celebrate black, black art history, and this, this is a, a, a great event. A contagious feeling of happiness filled the air as thousands of all ages gathered to celebrate, engage, and learn the rituals behind African-American traditions. My pockets are full, and we just got a backpack as well, so we got room for more. But uh, yeah, it's been really wonderful just to engage with all these people and uh, enjoying. So many people together and from all races, all cultures. Vendors with health fairs, voter registration stood along Fayetteville Street, and African dance, food, wardrobe, and art was on full display. We collect a lot of art, so we have a lot of African-American arts, and some of them aren't art artists that are non-popular. To top it all off, the main stage has local performers providing live music all day. We should have it more often because this is especially needed and this is a way people of all culture can come together and be together. And learn. And, and learn. And learn. Learn about each other. Day one of the two-day festival wraps up at 9 o'clock tonight, then day two starts tomorrow. Laura Levine, WREL News in Raleigh. Ah, I can't wait to get out there with my family after church tomorrow. All right, you can celebrate Labor Day at the Cumberland County Fair. The fairgrounds at the Crown Complex opened yesterday. From now through September 10th, you can come out for food, rides, music, and more. Tickets are $10 for people 13 and older and $5 for kids. You can buy them at the gates or online at crowncomplexnc.com. You can also buy unlimited ride wristbands for $30 each on the Midway. Anthony, let's get right to it because I'm so jealous at the scene behind you. Oh, yeah, it's just it's beautiful out there really across all of the state of North Carolina. Julian, we've seen lots of people out at the beaches. I want to caution, though, if you're headed out, make sure to check the flags for those potential rip current threats. We could still see that as we go through the next couple of days. But yeah, beautiful here as we start our Labor Day weekend. Hopefully all of you have enjoyed it so far. We head into tomorrow. This is our forecast for the beaches. We're at 87 there in Wilmington, 81 Wrightsville Beach, 81 in Ags Head. Wind should be a little bit less breezy, so I think all in all, it's going to be pretty good here if you're headed out to the beaches. But there's a look at that rip current threat. We see those mainly along our eastern facing beaches is where we have that high rip current threat that's kind of on the increase for us tomorrow. Then as we head closer to Wilmington, Atlantic Beach, they're in the low category. So it's kind of just going to depend on that location. Make sure again to check that. And if you see those red flags flying to hang on shore, not go in the water. The mountains also looking pretty good. 89 there in Bryson City, 80 degrees in Boone, 87 Asheville, wherever you are headed.
headed. It is looking phenomenal. There's where we sit right now. We're at 85 in Raleigh and Durham, 82. Good evening to in Roxborough, South Hill, Virginia as well at 82. And we're at 80 in Goldsboro. What makes a big time difference are those dew points. We sit at 56 right now. It's been a while since we've seen them come down into the 50s. And what that says is you'd have to cool the air that we have at 85 right now all the way down to 56 to get any and all moisture to come out of it, any and all humidity. And that is why we're in that comfortable category for us today. It does start to heat back up though big time the next couple of days or at least relatively into our Labor Day. We feel like 93 tomorrow temperatures, actual air temperatures in the low 90s. But look what happens here to start the week. The actual air temp at 96. It will feel like the low 100s on Labor Day feeling like 104 both Tuesday and Wednesday. So we've had kind of a bit of a break from the heat. That's going to be our big focus here as we head into our Labor Day. That's kind of the only big concern if you're headed out. Of course, make sure to stay hydrated. Lots of water everything we talk about here during the summer. I want to switch gears here though to talk about the tropics because of course it is still very busy. We have what is post tropical cyclone Edalia sitting offshore. That one is going to continue to move out. This one right here that we may need to focus on as we go forward in time. 70% chance of development right now. It looks like a relatively meager, if you will, tropical wave that pushed off the coast of Africa. It's going to continue to the west, though, and now we have model plots coming in from this. So I want to show you those here as we go forward over the next couple of days. There's a pretty good consensus where you see those model plots showing a push to the west right there. It could approach the Caribbean islands as we head, let's say, Friday, Saturday of next week, and then beyond that, that we're going to have to watch and see where it goes. There are some indications it could be a pretty strong storm system. So of course we'll track that here as we get close to the peak of hurricane season fairly shortly. Otherwise, there's what we're looking at 92 for us into our Sunday 96 on Monday 98 by Tuesday. Really big time heat back in the forecast and that kind of stays with us through this week. We may though Julian start to see some rain chances into Friday and Saturday to kind of help cool us off a little bit, but phenomenal out there for us today. Yeah, Gorgeous, gorgeous day. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah. Casey, college football is back, and there is so much excitement. Yeah, I'm actually jealous that we were stuck inside, and we can't be outside watching all these great games. First weekend, full weekend of college football, and we've already had some upsets across the country, plus NC Central defending some home turf. Plus, tonight, the main event, at least for us here locally, North Carolina and South Carolina. Well, the real Carolina. Please stand up. Report from Charlotte next. Two of the best quarterbacks in the country. It'll be a showcase game. That's what UNC head coach Mac Brown had to say ahead of tonight's highly anticipated season opener versus South Carolina. Drake May, Spencer Rattler, they'll each land their punches. And in the end, the real Carolina will be left standing. Chris Lee and Pat Welter set the scene from Charlotte. With the real Carolina, please stand up. Whether you believe that's located in Chapel Hill or Columbia, either way, tonight, North Carolina versus South Carolina will have two states at a standstill. Yeah, we're in an NFL stadium here, Chris, but this is no preseason game. The stakes unusually high right now for week one. Massive bragging rights on the line between two teams looking to go from good to great. North Carolina ended the season on a four-game losing streak. South Carolina finished with upsets over Clemson and Tennessee and blew out the Tar Heels here two years ago. Matt Brown and this team motivated to get their respect back. I, didn't, I felt awful about that game for North Carolina and for these kids. I felt like we let everybody down. Of course, Pat, we've been following this Tez Walker situation. 
UNC announced yesterday that he's still not cleared to play by the NCAA. The wide receiver wrote this statement to NCAA President Charles Baker saying, quote, please review my situation so I can achieve my dreams as a student athlete. Isn't that what the NCAA is supposed to do? Help student athletes achieve their dreams? You know, Chris, Carolina was missing their top two receivers in the bowl game versus Oregon. Andre Green stepped up in that one. Matt Brown said he's really come on in camp. Look for him to make an impact here tonight when they kick off at 730. Casey, back to you. Thank you so much, guys. Well, it was a tough task for Mike Houston's group. ECU breaking in several new starters at number two, Michigan. The Wolverines, a big old problem in the big house. J.J. McCarthy, 26 of 30 for 258 yards and three touchdowns. Pirates hadn't been shut out since 1997. Andrew Conrad makes the 33-yard kick as time expires to extend the streak to 313 games. ECU falls 30-3. to to O'Kelly Riddick Stadium, NC Central, the defending Celebration Bowl champs picking up right where they left off. Davius Richard, short pass to Latrell Collier, the cut. He was gone for the first touchdown of the season for the Eagles. Richard, three touchdown passes in the first half alone. NC Central all over Winston-Salem State right now, 37-7 in the third. You got to feel it when you get in that stadium. You better get in there early because time to kick off consumes. Baby, we're coming. It only comes out. It's one thing to say it. It's another to go out and do it. Primetime Deion Sanders and his Colorado Buffaloes put the rest of the college football world on notice. They led by two-way star Travis Hunter and Sanders' son Shador. The Buffs were coming and they didn't stop coming up setting number 17, TCU 45-42. Tonight on Fox 50, West Virginia and Penn State meet for the first time since 1992, kickoff at 7.30. Tonight, the NC Courage host Gotham FC in a pivotal NWSL match for all the ups and downs. The ladies, remember, they were predicted near the bottom of the table to start the year. They enter the final quarter of the regular season in second place and are very real contenders for not just playoffs, but the NWSL Shield. That game will be tonight, like I said, at 7.30. Julian. All right, Casey, thank you, and thanks for joining us tonight. Do me a favor, have a great evening, and we'll see you later tonight. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.